Welcome to the Deviant Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Thompson. Today and always, we'll be exploring career advice that breaks the rules. This is episode three, and I'm super excited. I'm always super excited to chat with all of you, but I'm super excited today to talk about corporate culture. I often get questions around corporate culture when I am giving career advice. And corporate culture is such an important part of a great fit for a job that it definitely comes up. But corporate culture is kind of this catch-all, and it's not very defined. And often I see it wielded as an excuse of why someone didn't get a job. So I really want to take the time and explore how do you define corporate culture? How do you evaluate corporate culture so that you really can know, hey, I'm going to fit in this role, I'm going to fit in this corporation, and I'm going to have a blast going to work every day. Because that's what I want for my clients. I want for my clients to have a role that they can truly flourish in. So let's take a look at corporate culture. For me, corporate culture is defined by two things. It is defined by the values of the corporation and by their voice. And I'll get into the details of what that means. But these two components are the essence of corporate culture worldwide. It is what engages you to go to work. When you feel aligned with these two components, you want to get up and show up at work because you've found your tribe you fit in. When you look at corporate culture and you define it in these two different ways, It makes it easy to decide what that culture looks like. Values, super important to all of us. I know from School of Positive Psychology that if we live our values, if we are able to exercise them every day, that's when we as human beings flourish. So we need to know our own values and what's important to us. And then we need to know a corporation's values. Because when those two can coexist together, that's when the magic happens. So as individuals, we need to take the time to define those values. What is it that's important to you? The question that I always ask my clients is, when you're at your best, what does that look like? Because that is a really easy way to get at your values. So when I'm at my best, I'm sharing information that I've learned. I'm doing work that's very creative and getting things out there. I am optimistic and really enjoying life. I'm curious and learning new things. Those are when I'm at my best. So if I can stand back and define that, I can say, hmm, that becomes really easy to say, what are my values? You know, I know for me, I value creativity. I was a designer for Pete's sakes, right? Like, I love looking at problems from all different angles, right? That's why I have a podcast that's career advice that breaks the rules. I'm going to look at things from a creative approach. So it's absolutely one of my values. I love to learn and I love to share the knowledge that I learned. If you ever need advice on a book, just ask me. I swear I have read them all or they are on my list to read. Love to learn. So again, another important part of my value system. 
I am wildly optimistic. My daughter tells me all the time that she, like some days she just even can't stand it because I always see even the worst situation in the best light. And sometimes she drives her crazy, but it really is who I am. I value that optimism. I value that future look that things will get better. I also value curiosity. I'm wildly curious about people, places, things. I am absolutely an explorer. I am the person who, when I am out on vacation, even if I've been to the same place as I've been before, I'm going to find a new road to drive down. I'm going to find a new path to walk. My husband used to laugh at me when I was training for marathons. I think I was on every road in the city. Like I could go everywhere because I was always curious what was down this road. So again, when I look and I think about myself at my best, these are where my values are. So for you as an individual, it becomes really easy to identify those values. It's not a hard exercise. So I really encourage you to take the time to do that. And today, as always, or I shouldn't say always, as most of the time, I've created a simple worksheet that will help you walk through this so that you can evaluate your own values versus a corporation's values. So now the flip side, for a corporation, how do you look at a corporation's values? Well, very similarly, when they're at their best, what is a corporation doing? What are they providing to the world? What do they value? Can you take the time and define that? Can you ask questions? Can you look in places like Glassdoor and see what values they, they share and also what values are shared in reviews about them? So that you can really determine what's important to that corporation. Because it's the first half of the equation of figuring out about their culture. And the whole thing today is really figuring out, hey, I'm a, I'm a person. I have things that I value. And a corporation has things that I value. Are we aligned? I get a lot of questions about this in both directions. So I get it from people who are seeking jobs because they want to make sure that the next job that they go to, their values align. But I also get it from folks who are currently at corporations. And often it comes in the form of, I'm really frustrated at the role that I'm at, and I can't quite figure out why. I work for a good company. I'm supposed to love this job, but something's just not right. Well, chances are there's a misalignment of values. So it's worth taking the time to figure out, again, what's important to you. So you at your best, what does that look like? And then the corporation at their best, and what does that look like? And for a corporation, again, you might have similar values. I've worked in companies that definitely value creativity. They are always looking for new ideas. They're very supportive of new ideas. In the same sense, I've worked in corporations that, uh, new ideas, not so happy about it. We've got to maintain what we've got. We've got a lot of work to do, and you're kind of derailing us with this new idea. Probably not my best job fit, right? So you want to look at it from that aspect. Now, the second part of the equation, voice, right? What does voice have to do with culture? It's kind of a weird way to define it. I'm always looking at things from a little bit different perspective. To me, voice is the energy of the organization. In a lot of ways, it's the how they show up. It's their, it's their personality. And we want to know what that personality is because, again, how they approach their work might be a bit different based on personality. 
when I talk about values and voice, my favorite two people to compare, and they're a little bit of a controversial figures, but stick with me here. The two people I love to compare, I love to look at Michael Moore. And if you don't know him, he's a film producer, and he often takes some of uh, today's he often takes some of society's kind of biggest problems and sheds light on them. So he is an activist, he's an environmentalist, and he's kind of, in his own way, a slob and kind of jerky. And again, I'm not, I'm not judging his politics, and I don't want you to either. But I want you to look at kind of who he is. I also want you to look at the second person, and that's Al Gore, our ex-vice president. And again, Politics aside, you know, just him as a person. When I look at those two figures, Al Gore and Michael Moore, they both are environmentalists. They're both social activists. They both believe in liberalism. They both um, believe in being political, right? They have a lot of values and beliefs that are really, really similar. If I, I believe if I interviewed both of them and really asked them about themselves at their best, they would describe themselves actually very similar from a value standpoint. I would imagine their Venn diagram of values would cross over quite greatly. So from a value standpoint, very, very similar. But then when you get to the voice side of it, right? So this is a little bit about how they project themselves in the world, wildly different, right? Michael Moore shows up, dirty t-shirt, baseball cap. He's recently got a movie out and has been showing up on some of the talk shows. And every time I see him, you know, he's almost like nails on a chalkboard for me. You know, like I he just kind of, he's kind of the train wreck you can't take your eyes off of. But he definitely has impact and, and he gets things done. You know, Al Gore, on the other hand, statesman, always clean, kind of like never let you see him sweat type thing. So the way that these two people go about getting the work that they do done is very, very different because their voice is very, very different. And I kind of hope that helps to clear up for you the difference of voice and kind of what it brings forward. So when you look at yourself, you need to decide what is my voice of impact when, again, when I'm at my best, what is that voice? And I'll share my personal voice. When I'm at my best, I'm sassy provocative, and intellectual. Definitely have a little bit of sass. Always going to say something that's kind of a little crazy, a little out there, a little provocative, but I'm going to back it up with good science. I'm going to do the work behind it. And again, that's when I'm most impactful. So I know that about my voice. So I want to make sure as I go to an organization, I'm able to speak in that voice. Because if not, I'm really capping myself. So I need to have both. I need them to value similar values to what I do, and allow me to use those values. But then I also need them to allow me to show up as who I am. So you need to look at corporations as well and decide what's their voice. And this is often, you know, a hard thing to discern because they do a lot of marketing around their voice. You know, companies who are good marketers share the person personification of the company in the way they want you to believe the company is. And I'm not going to pick on any corporations here in any way, but a lot of them, you know, their outward-facing voice might not be what happens internally. So you're going to have to do some research and decide, especially if you're looking at a new organization, of what is their actual voice? How do people show up every day? What are they allowed to say? What 
what do they support within that organization? So I can know, hey, would I enjoy showing up here? So again, voice is that energy behind your values. So your values is the first place that you go. What's important to me? And then it's the energy that I put behind it. These are two things that are really hard to find out in a corporation. So here's the nugget for today. And it's how do you actually find this information and how do you evaluate it? Well, obviously, you ask them, right? But I promise you, if you go into a corporation, especially a large company, they have, again, done tons of marketing around what they want the corporate culture to be like. If you simply ask the person who is interviewing you what the corporate culture is like, you're going to get a canned answer. They don't mean to. Don't be mad at them. We're all tr- when we're all in corporate, we're all trained to give this corporate answer. It's, what, it's our hope, our dream of what the corporate culture is actually like. It's probably not realistic. I hope there's some people in corporate chuckling at this point because we all know what I mean with this. There's definitely the canned story that, again, you imagine, again, them at their best that it is. So just simply asking the question, what is the corporate culture like, is not actually going to get you a very honest answer. So what will? Well, it becomes a really simple question. When people determine what's successful, it is defined by their values and their voice. So you want to ask corporations about what they determine is success. Simplest way to do it, again, if you're in an interview and talking with someone, is to say, what's your latest project that you're really proud of? What parts of it are you really proud of? You know, what, what was interesting to you about this project? What's, what's exciting? You know, how did the, the team react? How did your clients react? You can really dig in because they'll start to share what they value. If you ask someone about what is their most recent success? Could they tell you about it? And they get that blank look on their face. Run. Okay, I'm joking. Don't run. It's actually a hard question. Most people are not asked that in an interview, but really do pay attention. Can they come up with something they determine is successful? If they can't, it probably means that the culture is quite hard and that people are really pushing and they don't feel that sense of accomplishment and success. And it might be a red flag that they're struggling to come up with that idea. Then for those folks that do come up with great ideas, really start to dig in and notice what are the values that they're sharing. You know, if they've come forward and said, you know, oh, we recently did a great presentation. It was so excited. The buyers bought off on three quarters of the things that we presented. There was a lot of enthusiasm in the room. Hmm, That probably sounds pretty good. You know, similar scenario if they say, oh, I'm so glad we got by the last review of our product and we had minimal changes. Well, do you often have minimal changes or do you often have more changes? You know, great question to ask as a follow-up because you're going to want to know what's it like working in that environment. And again, you know, what, what do they value? 
you're also going to look for the energy that they put behind it. You know, the energy is a little bit different in how you find that. You know, that might be walking around the office space while you're interviewing, seeing how people interact with each other. Is there a lot of laughter? Is there a lot of people chatting together? Is it deadpan silent there? You know, does everyone have their headphones on? Those are all pieces of culture. You know, culture is not if there's a ping pong table in the break room and free snacks. Culture is about how people interact with each other. So you really want to take the time and figure out how the culture interacts, how you interact with the culture, and if you would be a great fit for each other. So definitely take the time to download the worksheet that I've put together because it'll help you evaluate your own values and voice and also give you a way to evaluate companies' values and voice, and you get to decide. Do they align, and are they a place where you want to be? That wraps up today's episode on culture and values. If you loved what you heard and you find this interesting, I would so appreciate it if you would head on over to iTunes and give us a review. It is so important to have great reviews out there so other folks can find us and get great advice that breaks the rules. Also, would love to hear from you on our Facebook community and talk about some of the things that you see in corporate culture and what culture works for you. What what is a great culture fit? Do you have any great questions to ask to determine if a company has great culture that would work for you? As always, I'm Jennifer Thompson, and we're looking at career advice that breaks the rules. See you next time.